Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. Today's episode, you get what you pay for. Last show, I talked about Dragon Con, and for that event, I was staying in the Hilton Hotel in downtown Atlanta. And it was a pretty nice hotel. It had all the things that you pretty much expect to find in a nice hotel. There were paintings on the wall, nicely framed and matted, nothing that might be interesting or offensive. The beds were nice and thick and comfortable mattresses. And I went into the closet. Now, I'd been thinking... I'd brought a suit to wear to do the podcast peer awards, and I'm thinking I'm probably going to have to call down and get an iron and an ironing board. But there in the closet, next to the wooden hangers, hanging on the wall, was an iron and an ironing board just waiting for me. Nice touch. There was a mini bar, of course, stocked with all kinds of overpriced things, and a little coffee maker there so I could make a couple of cups of fresh coffee when I first woke up in the morning. And the maid came in every day and arranged the toiletries in the bathroom in a little semicircle on a pewter tray. It was all Crabtree and Evelyn stuff. There was shampoo and another bottle of conditioner, and then in the middle of the semicircle, a bar of Crabtree and Evelyn soap, and also skin conditioner and mouthwash. In short, all the things that you would expect to find in a nice hotel. A week later, I went to Lauville, New York, to attend the wedding of a nephew. Now, a lot of people all over the world, uh, especially in the States, but I think just about everywhere, when you say New York, they picture Manhattan, the towering skyscrapers and the crowded city streets with the hustle and the bustle. The fact of the matter is, most of New York is very, very rural. There's lots of wide open spaces with big towns and small towns and cities scattered about throughout the state. So there I was in Lauville, which is between Utica and Watertown, if that means anything to you. The people who live there proudly refer to it as the North Country. Because of the number of people coming to Lauville for the wedding, there was a shortage of beds that you could uh, crash at at relatives, and so we went to the Lighthouse Hotel and Restaurant. So my wife and I walk into the lighthouse, not expecting much because we had stayed there before when it was Bob's Country Inn and it was a real dump back then. Well, they had cleaned it up a little bit. They had painted the walls and uh, the mattresses uh, were nothing special, but they were comfortable. They were okay. I didn't have to worry about wooden coat hangers in the closet because there were no closets. There was Just a couple of uh, brackets on the wall with a a rod on it so you could hang things out there in the middle of the room if you wanted to. There was just one picture on the wall, and it was a jigsaw puzzle that was pressed into a frame with no matting and no glass over it. I got the impression that if I picked a few pieces out of it, the whole thing would have collapsed into the heap on the floor. And there was a scripture on it, which was from Matthew 6.24. It said, No man can serve two masters. Being the biblical scholar that I am, I know that the entire text is, No man can serve two masters, for he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. No mini bar, no ice machine. 
In the bathroom, the toiletries consisted of two tiny little bars of cashmere bouquet, which I don't even know if they make that stuff anymore. And one of the things I found most amusing was the bath mat. It wasn't a thick, fluffy piece of cloth. It was like the mats that mechanics put in your car when they're working on them. And it had something on it about, uh, for your protection and sanitation, we are pleased to present you with this complimentary bath mat. Now, listening to my description of the two hotels, you might think that I'm complaining about the second one. But I'm not. Really, honestly, I am not complaining, because there was one other huge difference between the two that I didn't mention. The Hilton cost over 150 bucks a night. The Lighthouse, 50 bucks a night. I got what I paid for in each case. It would be stupid for me to expect Hilton-style amenities at the Lighthouse, or for that matter, to put up with Lighthouse-style amenities at the Hilton. And here we come again to another fundamental law of economics. You get what you pay for. A lot of times you don't even get that. But you hardly ever get more than you pay for. Which brings us to Congress. You ever wonder why Congress people seem so totally and completely out of touch with you and me and the citizens in general? Well, it's because we're not paying them. Oh yeah, they get a salary and benefits and a lot of perks on, on our backs, but their real money comes from industry and special interests. I encourage you to go visit a site called opensecrets.org that documents who gets what and how much they get. And it's pretty interesting. And while it varies between the various Congress weasels, you'll see that the top 10 just about always contain tort lawyers, medicine and big pharma, the recording and entertainment industry, and banking and finance. And so now, when you look at the laws and the rules and the regulations that they're passing, it makes perfect sense. They're not working for you. They're working for them. A man cannot serve two masters. Let's just look at two examples. First, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. This is the law that makes it illegal for you to buy a piece of music at iTunes and strip out the digital rights management so that you can use it on various devices. It makes it illegal for someone to do research on security software and publish the results. It makes it illegal to break the copy protection on anything, even if it's something that's old and outdated and that's the only way that you can use it. Do you think Congress said, Gee, you know, most of our citizens really want digital rights management on everything. They'll really love that. That'll be good for them. And no. They listen to the RIAA and the MPAA and the Software Protection Agency. Because that's who's paying them. I think the most egregious example, the example that makes it impossible for anyone to reasonably argue that Congress works for us, was the bankruptcy law that was passed a couple of years ago. Now, it's the bank's job to decide who they can lend to and who they can't, who's a good risk, who's a bad risk, and price their interests and their services accordingly. And they're doing a pretty good job. You know, most businesses, most large 
corporations make five, six, seven percent a year after all is said and done. If they can get up into the double digits, they're doing really well. The banking industry and the credit card industry made 14%, second only to Big Pharma at 18%, before the bankruptcy bill was passed. But evidently that wasn't enough, because the bankruptcy bill makes it almost impossible for an individual to discharge their bad debts in bankruptcy. You can declare bankruptcy, but you still pretty much have to pay everything back. Do you think they wrote that for you and me? Do you think they wrote that for middle-class people who get themselves in trouble either through bad luck or stupidity? No. They wrote that for their buddies in the banking industry who aren't happy with a mere 14% profit, who don't believe that they should pay for their own bad decisions as far as lending money to people they shouldn't have lent it to. When I was staying at the Hilton... They had a breakfast buffet every morning for $16. It was a nice buffet. Lots of stuff there. They had an omelet bar. And they had all kinds of breakfast makings and fixings. All very nicely presented. At the lighthouse, there was also a breakfast buffet. And it was $6.95. And they had almost everything that the Hilton did. They didn't have the omelet bar. They didn't have the omelet bar. But they had everything else that was at the Hilton, the sausage and the pancakes and the eggs and the waffles. But they had one thing more that the Hilton was missing. There, at the end of the steam table, was a little thing of syrup for your waffles and your pancakes. And I picked it up, and I tilted it, and put a drop of it on my finger, and I smiled because it was thin. Thick syrup is garbage. Thick syrup is nothing more than corn syrup, a little flavoring and coloring in there. It's basically liquid sugar. But real maple syrup is thin. And I tasted it to be sure. Ah, yes. It was the real thing. And the Hilton didn't have that. They just had the thick, crappy Mrs. Butterworth or whatever it was. It's a matter of pride in the North Country. You get real maple syrup with your Sunday morning breakfast. You get what you pay for. But once in a while, you get a bargain. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you learned a little something, if you changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations, you've been smartenized. I don't have a lot of closing comments here for you folks. Let me just remind you, as always, I do love hearing from everybody. And anybody, hits hitman at davehit.com. If you go to davehit.com, spell with two T's, you'll find the correct spelling of that because it's on just about every page there. There's a blog there I update uh, two or three times a week. so And you can make comments on it. Get some interesting conversations going on there. Uh, and there's a lot of other funky stuff there on the website that you might find amusing or entertaining. I want to encourage all of you who listen to podcasts, that would be you, obviously, go to the Podcast Peer Awards, podcastpeers.org, and you'll see all the folks who won the awards and also all of the runner-ups for uh, this one and for the previous ones as well. So you can go in there, you can find a lot of podcasts. 
A lot of them are also not on the top 10 lists that you see everywhere. So if you want to find something that is maybe a little out of the mainstream, isn't quite as popular, but it's good enough to have been voted on by nearly 600 other podcasters is deserving of an award, check it out. I think you find some cool stuff. And as always, never forget that the Quick Hits Podcast is a little more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Seriously.